everybody, I posted something a couple days ago, it's actually five days ago, about sending me book requests here on the podcast. I'm still leaving that open for like after the book I picked out, picked out, but I didn't get any between the past five days, so I'm just going to read the book I picked out. So the book I picked out is The One and Only Diary of a Wimpy Kid by Jeff Kinney. New York Times bestseller, and let's get started. Okay. To Mom, Dad, me, Scott, and Patrick. September, Tuesday. First of all, let me get something straight. This is a journal, not a diary. I know what it says on the cover, but when Mom went out to buy this thing, I specifically told her not to get one one that said diary on it. Great. All I need is for some jerk to catch me carrying this book around and get the wrong idea. Sissy! The other thing I want to clear up right away is that this was Mom's idea, not mine. But if she thinks I'm going to write down my feelings in here or whatever, she's crazy. So just don't expect me to be all Dear Diary this and Dear Diary that. The only reason I agree to do this at all is because I figure on when I'm rich and famous, I'll have better things to do than answer people's stupid questions all day long. So this book is going to come in handy. Gregory, tell us about your childhood. Were you always so smart and handsome? Here's my journal now, shoo-shoo. Like I said, I'll be famous one day, but for now, I'm stuck in middle school with a bunch of morons. Let me just say for the record that I think middle school is the dumbest idea ever invented. You got kids like me who haven't hit their growth spurt yet mixed in with these gorillas who need to shave twice a day. Out of my way, runts. And then they wonder why bullying is such a big problem in middle school. If it was up to me, grade levels would be based on height, not age. But then I guess that would be me and the kids like Chiragupta, who would still be in first grade. Today is the first day of school, and right now we're just waiting around for the teacher to hurry up and finish the seating chart. So I figured I might as well write in this book to pass the time. By the way, let me give you some good advice. On the first day of school, you gotta be real careful where you sit. You walk into the classroom and just to pluck your stuff down in any old desk, and the next thing you know your teacher is saying, I hope you all like where you're sitting because these are our, your permanent seats. Gah! So in this class, I got stuck with Chris Hosey in front of me and Lionel James in the back of me. Jason Brill came in Lake and almost sat to my right, but luckily I stopped it from happening at the last second. Is this seat taken? Yes! Yes! Not the next period. I should sit in the middle of a bunch of hot girls as soon as I step in the room. But if I guess I do that, it proves I didn't learn anything from last year. Greg, will you please pass this note to Shelly? Why, certainly. <laughs> and it says in this envelope. Greg is a dork. Man, I don't know what is up with girls these days. It used to be a whole lot simpler back in elementary school. The deal was, if you were the fastest runner in your class, you got 
all the girls. And in fifth grade, the fastest runner was Ronnie McCoy. Nowadays, it's a lot more complicated. Now it's about the kind of clothes you wear or how rich you are or whether you have a cute butt or whatever. Kids like Ronnie McCoy are scratching their heads wondering what the heck happened. The most popular boy in my grade is Bryce Anderson. The thing that really stinks is that I have always been into girls, but kids like Bryce have only come around the last couple years. I remember how Bryce used to act back in elementary school. Girls are stinky poos. Yeah. I don't think girls are stinky poos. But of course, now I don't get any credit for sticking with the girls all this time. Like I said, Bryce is the most popular kid in our grade, so that leaves all the rest of the guys scrambling for other spots. The best I can say is I'm somewhere around 52nd or 53rd most popular this year. But the good news is that I'm about to move up one spot because Charles Davis above me, he's about to get braces next week. I try and explain this popularity stuff to my friend Rolly, who's probably hovering right around the 150 mark by the way, but I think it goes in one ear and out the other with him. Wednesday. Today we had phase ed. So the first thing I did is when I got out to the basketball was sneak off to the basketball court to see if the cheese was still there. And sure enough, it was. The piece of cheese has been sitting on that blacktop since last spring. I guess it must have dropped out of somebody's sandwich or something. And after a couple days, the cheese started getting all moldy and nasty. Nobody would play basketball in the court where the cheese was. Even though the only, even though that was the only court that had a hoop with a net. The one, then one day, this kid named Darren Walsh touched the cheese with his finger, and that's what started this whole thing called the cheese touch. It's basically like cooties. You get the cheese touch, you're stuck with it until you pass it on to somebody else. The only way to protect yourself from the cheese touch is to cross your fingers. But that is not easy remembering to keep your fingers crossed every moment of the day. I ended up taping mine together so they'd stay crossed all the time. I got a D in handwriting, but it was totally worth it. This one kid gal named Abe Hall got the cheese touch in April and nobody would come near him for the rest of the summer. This summer, Abe moved away to California and took the cheese touch with him. I just hope somebody doesn't start the cheese touch up again because I don't need that kind of stress in my life anymore. I'm having a serious hard time getting used Thursday. I'm having a seriously hard time getting used to the fact that summer is over and that I have to get out of my bed every morning to go to school. My summer did not exactly get off to a great start thanks to my older brother, Roderick. A couple of days into summer vacation, Roderick woke me up in the middle of the night. He told me I slept through the whole summer, but that local, but luckily I woke up just in time for the first day of school. You think I was pretty dumb for falling for that one, but Roderick was all dressed up in his school clothes and he set my alarm clock ahead to make it look like it was morning. Plus, he closed my curtains so that I couldn't see it was still dark out. After Roger woke me up, I got dressed and went downstairs to make myself breakfast, like I do every morning on school day. 
but I guess I must have made a pretty big racket because the next thing I knew, Dad was downstairs yelling at me for eating Cheerios at 3 o'clock in the morning. Took me a minute to figure out what the heck was going on. After I did, I told Roger he had played a trick on me. And he was the one that should be getting yelled at. Dad walked down to the basement to chew Roderick out, and I tagged along. But I couldn't wait to see—I couldn't wait to see Roderick get what was coming to him. But Roderick covered up his tracks pretty good, and to this day, I'm sure Dad thinks I've got a screw loose or something. Friday. Today at school, we get assigned to reading groups. If they don't come out right and tell you if you're in the gifted group or the easy group. They don't come right out and tell you if you're in the gifted group or the easy group, but you can figure it out right away by looking at the covers of these books they hand out. Einstein has a child, or Bink says boo. I was pretty disappointed to find out I got put in the I got put in the gifted group because that just means a lot of extra work. When they did the screening at the end of last year, I did my best to make sure I got put in the easy group. Fred picked up the the book. Whew, thanks. Mom is real tight with her principal, so I'll bet she stepped in to make sure I got put in the gifted group. Mom is always saying I'm a smart kid, but that I just don't apply to myself. But there's one thing I learned from Roderick. It's to set people in expectation real low so that you end up surprising them by practically doing nothing at all. Roderick, I want your dirty underwear off the kitchen table before I get home from work. Later. Just a quick heads up. I'd, uh, if you're listening to this, I'd get the Diary of Wimpy Good book because I'm not really going to be able to tell you what's going on in the pictures without confusing you. Actually, I think I kind of kind of glad my plan to get put in the easy group didn't work. I saw a couple of the Bink Says Boo kids holding their books upside down. I don't think they were joking. Saturday. Well, the first week of school is finally over, so today I slept in. Most kids wake up early on Saturday to watch cartoons or whatever, but not me. The only reason I get out of bed on weekends at all is because eventually I can't stand the taste of my breath anymore. Unfortunately, Dad wakes up at 6 o'clock in the morning no matter what day of the week it is. And he real and he is not real considerate of the fact that I'm trying to enjoy my Saturday like a normal person. I didn't have anything to do today, so I just went and headed up to Rolly's house. Rolly is technically my best friend, but that is definitely subject to change. I've been avoiding Rolly since the first day of school when he did something really annoying to me. We're getting our stuff from our lockers at the end of the day, and Rolly came up to me and said, Wanna come over to my house and play? I have told Rolly at least a billion times that when you're in middle school, you're supposed to say, hang out, not play. But no matter how many noogies I give him, he always forgets the next time. I've been trying to be a lot more careful about my image ever since I got to middle school. But having Rolly around is definitely not helping. 
I met Rolly a few years ago when he moved into my neighborhood. His mom bought him this book called How to Make Friends in New Places. And how to, and he came to my house trying all these dumb gimmicks. Knock, knock. Huh? Demos. Excuse me. There must be some way to tickle your funny bone. Say what? I guess I felt kind of sorry for Rolly, and I decided to take him under my wing. It's been great having him around, mostly because I get to use all the tricks Roderick pulls on me. Did you know that if your hand is bigger than your face, it's a sign of low intelligence? Really? Ha! Gotcha! But do I have a low intelligence? Hmm, let me check again. Monday. You know how I said I play all sorts of pranks on Rolly? Well, I have a little brother named Manny, and I could never get away with any, with any, with pulling any of that stuff on him. Mom and Dad protect Manny like he's a prince or something, and even if he gets in, and he never gets in trouble, even if he really deserves it. Yesterday, Manny drew a self-portrait on my bedroom door and permanent marker. I thought Mom and Dad were really gonna let him happy, have it, but as usual, I was wrong. But the thing is, that bugs me the most about Manny is the nickname he has for me. When he was a baby, he couldn't pronounce brother, so he started calling me Bubby. And he still calls me that now, even though I keep trying to get mom and dad to make him to stop. Luckily, none of my friends have found out yet, but believe me, there has been some close calls. Hey, this one says to Bubby. Must have been a mistake. Mom makes me help Manny get ready for school in the morning. After I make Manny his breakfast, he carries his cereal into the family room and sits on his plastic potty. <laughs> C is for cookie and cookie is for me. And when it's time for him to go to daycare, he gets up and dumps whatever he didn't eat right in the toilet. Mom is always getting mad at me for not finishing my breakfast. But if she had to scrape plas- had to scrape cornflakes out of the bottom of a plastic potty every morning, she wouldn't have much of an appetite either. Tuesday. I don't know if I mentioned this before, but I'm super good at video games. I'll bet if I could be anyone, I'll bet I could be anyone in my grade head to head. Fortunately. Dad does not exactly appreciate my skills. He's always going on about me getting, going out and do something active. So tonight after dinner, when Dad started hassling me about going outside, I tried to explain how video games, you can play sports like football and soccer and you don't have to get all hot and sweaty. But as usual, Dad didn't see my logic. Dad is pretty smart in general, but when it comes to common sense, sometimes I wonder about him. I'm sure if dad would dismantle my game system if he could figure out how to do it. But luckily, the people who make these things make them parent-proof. Dag nam these fancy gadgets. Eventually, every time dad kicks me out of the house to do something sporty, I just go up to Rolly's house and play my video games there. Fortunately, the only games I can play at Rolly's house 
car racing games and stuff like that. Because whenever I bring a game up to Rolly's house, his dad looks up on some parent website. And if it has any kind of fighting or violence in it, he won't let us play. I'm getting a little sick of playing Formula One racing with Rolly. Because he's not a serious gamer like me. All you have to do to beat Rolly is name your car something ridiculous at the beginning of the game. And then when you pass Rolly's car, he just falls into pieces. Bad fart. A hit. <laughs> anyway, after I got done mopping the floor with Rolly today, I headed home. I ran through the neighbor's sprinkler a couple of times to make it look like I was all sweaty, and that seemed to do the trick for Dad. But my trick kind of backfired because as soon as Mom saw me, she made me go upstairs and take a shower. Wednesday. I guess Dad must have been pretty happy with himself for making me go outside yesterday because he did it again today. It's getting really annoying having to go up to Rolly's house every time I want to play a video game. There's this weird kid named Fredgly who lives halfway between my house and Rolly's, and Fredgly is always hanging out in his front yard, so it's pretty hard to avoid him. You wanna see my secret freckle? Um, no thanks. Fredly is in my phys ed class at school, and he has this whole made-up language. Like, when he says he needs to go to the bathroom, he says, Juice! Juice! Use? Us kids have pretty much figured out Rolly by now, but I don't think the teachers have really caught on yet. Okay, kid. Gee whiz! Today, I probably would have gone up to Rolly's on my own anyway because my brother Roderick has his and, and his Brad were, band were practicing down in the basement. Roderick's band is really awful, and I can't stand being home and having rehearsals. His band is called Loaded Diaper, only it's called Loaded Dipper on Roderick's band. You might think he spelled it that way to make it look cooler, but I, I bet if you told Roderick how loaded diaper is really spelled, it'd be news to him. Roderick was against the I Dad was against the idea of Roderick starting a band, but Mom was all for it. She's the one who brought Roderick his first drum set. I think Mom has this idea we're all gonna learn to be learn to play instruments and become one of those family bands like you see on TV. Dad really hates heavy metal and that's the kind of music Roderick and his band play. I don't think Mom really cares what Roderick plays or listens to because to her, all music is the same. In fact, earlier today, Roderick was listening to one of his CDs in the family room and Mom came in and started dancing. That really bugged Roderick, so he drove off to the store and came back 15 minutes later with some headphones. That pretty much took care of the problem. Thursday. Yesterday, Roderick got a new heavy metal CD, and it had one of those parental warning stickers on it. I have never gotten to listen to one of those parental warning CDs, because Mom and Dad never let me buy them at the mall. So I realized the only way I was going to get a chance to listen to Roderick's CD 
was if I snuck it out of the house. This morning, after Roderick left, I called up Rolly and told him to bring a CD player to school. Then I went down to Roderick's room and took the CD off his rack. You're not allowed to bring personal music players to school, so we had to wait to use it until after lunch when the teachers let us outside. As soon as we got the chance, me and Rolly snuck around the back of the school and loaded Roderick's CD. But Rolly forgot to put batteries in his CD player, so it was pretty much worthless. Then I came up with this great idea for a game. The object was to put the headphones on your head and try and shake them off without using your hands. The winner was whoever could shake the headphones off in the shortest amount of time. I had the record of seven and a half seconds, but I think I might have shook some some of my feelings loose with that one. Right in the middle of our game, Mrs. Craig came in around the corner and caught us red-handed. She started she took the music player away from us and started chewing us out. But I think she had the wrong idea about what we were doing back there. She started telling us how rock and roll is evil and how it's going to ruin our brains. I was going to tell her that there weren't even any batteries in the CD player, but I could tell she didn't want to be interrupted. So I just waited until she was done, and then I said, yes, ma'am. But right when Mrs. Craig was about to let us go, Rolly started blubbering about he didn't want rock and roll to ruin his brains. Honestly, sometimes I don't know about that boy. Friday. Now I've gone and done it. Last night, after everyone was in bed, I snuck downstairs to listen to Roderick's CD on the stereo in the family room. I put Roderick's new headphones and cranked up the volume really high. Then I hit play. Finally, first, let me say I definitely understand why they put that parental warning sticker on the CD. But I only got to hear about 30 seconds of the first song before I got interrupted. Turns out I didn't have the headphones plugged into the stereo. So the music was actually coming through the speakers, not the headphones. Dad marched me up into my room and shut the door behind him and he said, Let's you and me have a talk, friend. Whenever Dad says friend that way, you know you're in trouble. The first time Dad ever said friend like that uh, to me, I didn't get that he was being sarcastic. So I kind of let my guard down. I don't make that mistake anymore. Tonight, Dad yelled at me for about 10 minutes, and then I guess he decided he'd rather get to bed than stand in my room in his underwear told me I was grounded from playing video games for two weeks, which was about all what I expected. I guess I should be glad that's all he did. The good thing about Dad is whenever he gets mad, he cools off real quick, then it's over. Usually if you mess up in front of Dad, he just throws whatever he's got in, your, in his hands at you. Good time to screw up. Bad time to screw up. Mom has a totally different style when it comes to punishment. You mess up and mom catches you, 
the first thing she does is take a, a few days to figure out what your punishment should be. And while you're waiting, you do all these nice things to try and get off easier. I just dusted the dining room for the heck of it. How thoughtful of you. But after a few days, right when you forget you're in trouble, that's when she lays it on you. Are you having fun? Yeah. No video games for a week. Monday. I thought this video game ban is a whole lot easier than I thought it would. This video game ban is a whole lot tougher than I thought it would be. But at least I'm not the only one in the family who's in trouble. Roderick in, Roderick's in some hot water, too, with Mom right now. Manny got a hold of one of Roderick's heavy metal magazines, and one of the pages had a picture of a woman in a bikini lying across the hood of a car. And then Brownie, Manny brought it to brought it into the into daycare for show and tell. Anyway, I don't think Mom was too happy about getting that phone call. I saw the magazine myself, and honestly, it wasn't anything to get worked up over. But Mom doesn't allow that kind of stuff in the house. Roderick's punishment was that he had to answer a bunch of questions that Mom wrote out for him. Did owning this magazine make you a better person? No. Did it make you more popular at school? No. How do you feel about having owned this type of magazine now? I feel it's changed. Do you have anything you want to say to the woman for having owned this offensive magazine? I'm sorry, woman. Wednesday. I'm still ground from playing video games, so Manny has been using my system. Mom went out and bought a whole bunch of educational video games. And watching Manny play them is like torture. What's the number that comes after two and rhymes with three? Three. 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 The good news is, is I finally figured out how to get some with my games past these dads. I, think I just put one of my discs in Manny's Discovering the Alphabet case, and that's all it takes. Mm-hmm. Thursday. At school today, they announced that student government elections are coming up. To be honest with you, I never had any interest in school, school government. But when I started thinking about it, I totally could get elected treasurer. I realized getting elected treasurer could totally change my situation at school. We cheerleaders are tired of riding the same riding to the games in the same bus as the nerds in the band. Hmm, I'll see what I can do. And even better, we jocks just need an air pump to inflate our only football. Yeah, sorry, I can't help you with that. Nobody ever thinks about running for treasurer because all anyone ever cares are for the big ticket positions like president and vice president. So I figured if I signed up tomorrow, the 
treasure jot is pretty much mine for the taking. Friday. Today I went to put up my name on the list to run for treasurer. Unfortunately, this kid named Marty Porter is running for treasurer too. And he's really brainy at math, so this might not be as easy as I thought. I told Dad that I was running for student government, and he seemed pretty excited. Turns out he ran for student government when he was my age, and he actually won. Dad dug through some of his old boxes and found one of his campaign posters. Integrity, honest know-how. Vote Frank Hefley for secretary. I thought the poster idea was pretty good, so I asked Dad to drive me to the store to get some supplies. I loaded up on poster on a poster board and markers, and I spent the rest of the night making all my campaign stuff. Let's just hope these posters work. Monday, I brought my posters in school today, and I have to say, they came out pretty good. Do you want Marty Porter to be your treasurer? Dor- hey, you're trapping all our money, you fool! Remember in second grade? How Marty Porter had head lice? Do you really want him touching your money? I started hanging my posters up as soon as I got in, but they were only about three they were only up for about three minutes before Vice Principal Roy spotted one of them. Mr. Roy said you weren't allowed to write fabrications about the other candidates. So I told Mr. Roy that the thing about head lice was true, how it practically closed down the whole school when it happened. But he took down all my posters anyway. So today, Marty Porter was going around handing out lollipops to buy himself votes while my posters were sitting in the bottom of Mr. Roy's trash can. I guess that means my political career is officially over. So, that's going to be the end of our episode today. I'm probably going to do one more episode after this. So, you have two parts of Die of a Wimpy Kid. So, like I said, I recommend taking the book and, like, reading it while I'm reading it. Because those pictures... Like, when I speak for, like, the speech bubble pictures, you're going to have no idea what the heck I'm talking about unless you have the book. And if you don't, and suddenly something makes absolutely no sense, then, um, that's what's going on. I'm just narrating the pictures. Okay. So, bye, guys. Just so And quick reminder, if you have any certain books that you want to be read on here or ones that you've been wanting to read, send me a a anchor recording. Um, It's down in the link of book requests. Or you can just send me a shout-out request. And if I get it, I can either play it on the end of one of our podcasts Unless you just want me to say your name, you just gotta tell me in that voice message. Thank you guys so much for listening. Bye.